Das muss eigentlich unser Intro sein, du und der Fächer. Was hast du am Anfang gesagt? Was habe ich gesagt? Am I extra enough? Yeah, am I extra <lacht> enough for you? Okay, well then today is gonna be an emotional and sentimental episode. Maybe I can add some sad music. Like no. <lacht> some piano music. <lacht> Did you get that? I'm so also, ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand train station? It's all Greek to me. Understanding train station. Living between cultures with Josh and Faley. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Welcome back. We already just talked about how this episode might become a little emotional and sentimental today. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I'm a weird emotional wreck in many aspects of life right now. Oh, man. But I, I don't not think wreck, so much. Maybe wreck isn't yeah. necessarily the right word, um, but just very in my feelings. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you want to say why? why? Oh, I don't know. I just like feel like in my life there are a lot of changes going on right now. It's not necessarily bad changes by any mean, but it just seems like kind of eras are starting to change or like mm -hmm. like time periods. Some people from my friend group here in Munich are starting to consider moving. Um, starting a new job is always an emotional experience. Um, and then, yeah, with the podcast too, just it's there's lots going on. So it's a uh, yeah, it's just been like a, a weird emotional phase for me mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah not not so much for me honestly but I feel like I have a lot of friends who have been going through a lot of change in the yeah. last few months mostly positive I would say but yeah, yeah a lot of my friends moved new relationship a bunch of new relationships suddenly I feel like in 2020 that was the year when everyone broke up <laughs> Or was it 2021? There was like one year where just mm -hmm. all these celebrity couples and everyone just broke up in the same year. Yeah. And then I feel like now is currently the year where everyone is finding their new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, like I said, just lots of changes in lots of areas of life. So uh, we don't want to drag people down with this episode by any means. Um, but just being real with you guys about how we're feeling and uh, and yeah. You guys send us a lot of emotional questions, too, because Indeed. today is going to be an, a Q&A episode. And I asked you on Instagram, on my personal Instagram and on the UTS Instagram, if you have any questions for us. And we just went through them and we were like, oh, gosh, this is going to be terrible. It's all these like big questions of what is life? Yeah. What is life? How has the podcast changed your life? And um, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. What would you do differently if you could go back to the first week of moving abroad? Like all these throwback nostalgic questions. So we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll be crying throughout this. Maybe not. We'll see. Oh, no, not. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> I'm not actually that nostalgic. I, I tend to be quite a, a nostalgic type person, I would say, in general. Like I remember when I moved... I mean, it was a big, big deal for me to move across. I mean, it's a big deal for anyone to move away from their home country, six hour time difference away from their family. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you that. Um, but I get very emotional about those type of things. Um, so yeah, I would say I'm a generally a very nostalgic person, which I think makes it kind of difficult to have this episode as well. Just yeah. because like I said, we do want to be honest with you guys. And I mean, I think um, from my side, with like starting a new job and getting kind of into new rhythms in life. Um, this podcast, as much as I've loved doing it, has started to be a lot um, and a big time commitment that I don't necessarily feel like I've been able to give as much of my attention to as it deserves. And I feel like we've been able to 
reach a lot of the goals and talk about a lot of the things that we um, set out to do when we started this podcast. And we'll get into this with some of the questions too. But um, just to tell you guys, I think that we are starting to kind of wind down understanding train station i would say this isn't the last episode Don't. oh i'm getting sad oh. <laughs> oh yeah okay um and i mean we talked about this Philly, you and i it's uh i think this is a decision kind of a feeling that's on both sides for us I mean, yeah you're for sure it just sounded weird well. hearing you say it right now yeah we're gonna wind down understanding train station no it's definitely a mutual decision i can make it, I can, I can make it even more uh emotional Understanding train station is slowly arriving to the last stop. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, when we record the last episode, so today is not going to be the last. Oh no! Episode, and then you're going to play the final whistle. <laughs> I'm going to play. We're going to have some sad music, like while we record, not just added in post production, yeah. but while we record. And I'm going to have tissues, and we're going to have the last, and we're going to have sound effects of like. Chuka, 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 doo, doo. Oh no! The train has arrived. <laughs> but yeah, you were starting to say that it's um, definitely a mutual decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't say it like, um, oh, that makes me sad to hear because I'm just now finding out about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with the editing and the uploading process. And um, even though I really enjoy making the podcast and the episodes, I feel like it sometimes takes away from other responsibilities and projects that I have as a business owner and mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel. Um, I just spent the last week working on a very intense script about the Rammstein situation. Uh, Hopefully yeah. by the time that this episode is out, the video is also out. We'll see if it's not out yet, then check back in the next few hours and days because mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to have this video out as soon as possible. And this was like a super intense project and I'm kind of in the middle of it. And now I have to also on top of that somehow record a podcast episode, edit it, which takes a lot of time because the, the episodes yeah. are long. Exporting, uploading always takes a lot of time as well. And then um, I have, you know, other deadlines coming up. We have our Patreon hangouts, which are always fun, but it's yeah. all, a lot of different time commitments yeah. that are kind of adding up. So it's just, it's gotten to be, yeah, I, do, I, do, I just want to make sure that we're still having fun with it. I don't feel like I necessarily yeah. have the, the, the energy that I used to have to do it and like the, mm -hmm. the drive. Um, cause I feel like I've, I've talked about a lot of the new impressions that we've, I had when moving to a new country and it's been cool to be able to, um, kind of have a video journal, if you will, of, of my first couple years here in Germany, which has been really cool. True. Um, and also for us just to be able to talk about the conversations that we already have on a normal basis. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't want to make it too emotional because this isn't the last episode. Um, we definitely have a couple episodes still planned. Yeah, we don't know how many yet and when it's going to be over. We just wanted to kind of ease you guys into it so that not what one day you're going to listen to an episode and then at the end we're like, okay, and this was the last one. Goodbye. Um, so now you can kind of prepare for it a little bit and um, emotionally say goodbye. And then at some point in the next few weeks, couple months or so, mm -hmm. um, we're going to wrap it up. Let us know in the comments which episodes you think that we definitely still need to include before we have our last hurrah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if there's anything that you feel like we have announced in the past that we were going to talk about or you've True. really, really wanted us to um, include and we just haven't gotten to it yet, let us know. Maybe we can still make it happen. Definitely. Yeah. And like we said, we don't have a hard cutoff. So 
if uh, for whatever reason we find like really, really cool ideas that we still want to talk about, we will. Um, and yes. we've, we've even talked about like, we will have an official end, but who knows, maybe we'll get really excited or something will happen where we just really want to talk about a topic and share it with you all. And that might be an option in the future as well that yeah. we, we on occasion will publish something. So that yeah. it's a good, it's a good reason <laughs> to be subscribed to any feeds that you want to be subscribed to. If you want to keep up to date with, uh, should those type of things come out that you don't yeah. miss those, but, um, but yeah. yeah, don't unsubscribe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically. Stay subscribed for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. okay, with that, um, let's start into the questions, right? Yeah. Or did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us, except no. that it's extremely hot in, in Germany right now? Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's so hot. I shouldn't complain, at least right now in Munich. I don't know how it is in the rest of Germany, but it was 32 today. I'm sitting here with my... Uh, 32 my... degrees Celsius, which yeah. is like 90-ish. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Fahrenheit? Um, I don't know exactly what it is in Fahrenheit, but even in the 80s without air conditioning, it's a, it's an adjustment. So yes, yeah, yeah. it's very warm in Munich right now, but I'm trying not to complain too much because uh, you have to enjoy the warm weather <laughs> while it's here. Because I already scolded you as soon yeah. as we got on well, this call. I, you were <laughs> I also scold myself because I complain about the winter for the longest time and then summer is here and you're like, oh. But yes. So yeah, I said... Says, I said complaining about a heat wave in Germany doesn't have any there, – there's no justification for that. I said yeah. there's no Daseinsberechtigung. You're yes. not allowed to, period. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there with your little fan. I know. It's, <laughs> it's too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, from my side, any updates? The weather – like you said, the weather. I was recently in Austria this weekend visiting some friends. Um, I don't even think I knew that. Yeah, so more traveling going on. I thought the travel area was o uh, area. Era. The travel era was over. I don't think uh, Upper Austria qualifies as like big travel, but okay. It was Still, a two weekend it was trip. A two hour, yeah, it was a weekend trip. It was a little, little quick weekend trip. Mm -hmm. Went to Upper Austria to spend some time with some friends. Went um, went hiking near Monsee in uh, Upper Austria as well, which is right on the border with uh, Salzburg as well. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, it was a super, super nice time. And then just getting adjusted to my new job. I think that's pretty much the only other updates from my side. What about you before we um, jump in? No updates, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no updates. Everything as it, as it always has been. Oh yeah, I have new assistants. I don't know if that was a question, I think, in the last podcast hangout. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have some help on my team now. So we're currently in the onboarding phase and... Um, it's going well so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we have, this is a really exciting episode so far. <laughs> All right. Well, that's why we're going to get into these questions. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so the first question um, is, where else in your country would you like to live? State slash Bundesland slash city, etc. Now, I assume this is referring to our elected country. So for me, Germany, and for you, the U.S. Probably. Um, if you were to ask me, I don't know why, 
but I feel like I've been getting more drawn towards Hamburg recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really cool. I, I like the the northern feel. Um, I love how much water there is in the city. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. And I haven't been back in a very, very long time to like in the actual city. So mm-hmm. I've been feeling drawn there. Um, so I think if I were to live in a place other than Munich, it would probably at this point be Hamburg. Mm-hmm. That's funny because that's what I always used to say. And I yeah. lived in Hamburg for three months for an internship. But like I was always like if like any other. I, I always feel like for some reason, even though they're so far apart, Munich and Hamburg are kind of similar in a way. In what sense? And. And I don't know the vibe in a way. Of course, it's culturally very different and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Munich doesn't have all that water, but they're more like um, beautiful cities. Mm-hmm. They're big, but still have these like calm areas. They're not as international, vibrant as Berlin, but still like big cities with mm-hmm. lots of companies and all of that. I don't know. I feel like they're both kind of like cozy big cities yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in I, a way I totally and of course that. they're both expensive also so maybe that's also <laughs> something that plays in there there's lots of there's lots of money there yeah maybe that's also why it's pretty um yeah i don't know i just always thought those two are kind of comparable mm-hmm. i need to go back to berlin though um and give it a like i haven't visited in a while and give it another mm-hmm. another shot i think there are some cool aspects of berlin oh for sure the international aspect of it so much history in the city um, yeah. So yeah, I would say top of my list, Hamburg. Second, con- I would maybe consider Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could see that. Everyone just always says like Berlin is just it's a whole other thing. It's yeah. its own little world. And some most people say either you are a Berlin person or you're not a Berlin person. Yeah. I think that that can also change throughout your life, though. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Different phases. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. What about you? What a, okay. what a city? Where would you want to live in the U.S.? Um, okay, so state-wise, probably California. Okay. Yeah, definitely Why? California. If I, um, just climate, hmm. um, nature, beach. I just I, I love the beach. Yeah. I'm a I'm an ocean person. I'm not a mountain person. Ocean all the way. Climate, weather, like I like it warm. I don't need snow. Um, even though California, of course, also has parts where it snows, but if any, I would probably be somewhere more in Southern California where mm-hmm. it's warm, like San Diego or something like that. Um, the only reason why I'm not there is because it's expensive and because <laughs> I kind of have my like home base here yeah. and I like it here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and California, of course, as I said, it's expensive. It's more crowded. It has like a lot of these other factors that I don't necessarily need right now in my life, but yeah. Yeah, that would be the state. In terms of cities, as I said, San Diego, I, I wouldn't want to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of other parts of the U.S., probably Chicago. Yeah. But again, too expensive. <laughs> yeah, Chicago is expensive. Um, at least in Chicago, yeah, you have the winters, of course, which <laughs> yeah. are, are it's no joke. But at least yeah, you do have like a beach. Yeah, that's actually super bad. At least you have like beaches in the summer. Yeah, that's true. But it's... I need the ocean beach, not yeah. like – because, okay. I mean, depends on – of course, you can also get to, like, really nice beaches at Lake Michigan. I've been to a few that were really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. The, like, city beach within Chicago, yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing, but yeah. you can't compare it to, like, the coasts. No, of course not. Um, I think Michigan also, like, Illinois, Michigan, that's all, like, mm-hmm. a really pretty area, but you're right about the winter for sure. The last time I was in Chicago was just two months ago, mm-hmm. and it was mid-April – and it was snowing. Yeah, no, thank you. I was like, are you kidding me? 
Yeah, except this now was, I'm trying to remember. I think it was snowing here in Munich in April at some point. Yeah, I don't – see, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, it can also snow in Cincinnati in the middle of April. It hasn't done that in a while, I don't think. It didn't do that this no. year. Not as as far as I remember at least, but yeah. um, I feel like that answers the question. Um, yeah, those are the, the places that I would yeah. really pick. Cool. Let's so, move on. You, you pick the next question. Uh, let's see. Next question. What are your favorite funny curse words in each language? Okay. Do you want me to start? <laughs> Silence. Yeah, I'm like, I'm still thinking about my favorite ones in German. Because I know there's a lot, but now, of course, oh, I can't think yeah, of any. I, mean, uh, I think when it comes to German, I don't know. I don't feel like there are that many funny ones per se. Except mm -hmm. when it comes to like, I, the one that comes to mind is uh, crucifix, so crucifix, mm -hmm. but that's more of like a Bavarian uh, way of uh, speaking. And I just think it's weird that they use the word crucifix as a curse. Um, yeah. As far as any other words are concerned that are funny. Do you find that offensive? No. At all? Okay. I don't. I never, even when I, I mean, growing up was quite religious, the word crucifix was nothing like, that's, for me, a very Catholic word, mm -hmm. and I wasn't Catholic, so, like, I never really identified too closely with the word crucifix. But, yeah, so I would say I think it's just funny that they use all of these religious references. They do it in, mm -hmm. in Spain as well. They say, like, ostia, which means, like, communion wafer or the Eucharist. So yeah. there's something about uh, using religion um, or Catholicism to curse um, that I find just interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, crucifix. Um, as far as like other curse words, I don't know if that's necessary. Yeah. I can't think of any other curse words because they're, they're pretty much the same. Insults. But like, or insults. Funny yeah. insults are definitely a thing. I have a whole video about that. Hold on. Let me see. Isn't there like in Bavarian, ich glaub dir brennt der or something? Yeah. You find that, you think that's funny? I just think it's funny. Like. I think your I think your hat is burning. Yeah. It's just weird. Um okay. Here is the the ones the insults. They're not necessarily curse words that you would say instead of you like shit or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um but these are what you would call someone else. Um Ashgeige. Yeah. Your ass violin. Ash mit Ohren. Okay. You're such yeah. an ass with ears. <laughs> My dad says that. Uh -huh. Um Schweinehund. Okay, that's not like actually I mean, it can be it can be an insult. It can also just be a concept. Schweinehund can be like that inner resisting part of you that doesn't want you to start working out, and then, yeah. you know that part that you need to um, overcome. overcome. But you can also call someone a Schweinehund. Du yeah. Schweinehund, du, <laughs> uh, which means pig dog. Yeah. Um, Spargeltarzan. A Spargeltanza. Tarzan, Tarzan. A uh, Tarzan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No, I've never heard of what, Okay, what do you think? When would I use that word? I have no clue. <laughs> okay, it's like if someone's like... Give me a sentence. Like, or, okay. Yeah. Du bist so ein okay, that Was doesn't help you I mean, no, it's like actually an insult okay. about someone's physique. Like, I mean, it is... It also means like uh, you idiot, okay. but yeah, it's like insulting you. how they look. So like it's usually guys that are 
really tall thin. and skinny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like some lauch or sowas. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lauch, a leek. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> insult slash also just a regular word that we use to describe people with. But you can also use say someone is a lauch, a leek, when they're just kind of um, d- a disappointing person, like they're not performing. But also you can also say it to describe their yeah. looks. Yeah, <laughs> Oh gosh, now we're like, I feel so mean right now. I know. Um, Weichei. Yeah, soft egg. Warmduscher. Warm shower. Sitzpinkler. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic Sitzpinkler. Yeah. Uh, sip here. Lackaffe. A Lackaffe. Mm-hmm. That's I like... I don't know that one. Um, like someone who's useless, like... No, it's kind of like, hold on, let me see how I described it in my video at the time. Yeah, it's kind of like someone who looks um, very put together, like wears a suit or something like Ah. that. It kind of like follows those standards. But also, I feel like in a lot of cases, it's like when you feel like it's over the top. Like you're making a lot of yourself by trying so hard or something like that. Yeah, kind of like a try hard. Yeah, mm, Yeah, but I feel like it's really more... When it comes to clothes? When it comes to clothes or um, accessories or cars or something like that where people would use that. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. This yeah. this is honestly like, now that I'm thinking about it, I've also heard people just use it randomly. But I feel like usually this is a term that's um, in, relate, in relation to how someone looks in there like snobby, basically, mm-hmm. or flashy. I have a few people in mind that I think I know what you're talking about. Or, <laughs> or, like, like, a, <laughs> or like a stereotypical look. Where I guess like lack is like v- varnish. Yeah. And then monkey, like a, a, a varnished, varnished monkey. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> um, what else did I have here? But yeah, these are just all insults. Schlaumeier, Klugscheißer. Schla- yeah, Klugscheißer is a funny one, like a smart shitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in terms of insults, there's definitely a lot. In terms of um, curse words, the ones that come to my mind in English are also kind of the ones in German that I find funny. And those are the words that people use whenever they want to curse, but they want to keep it PG. Um, harmless. Yeah, PG in front of the kids. So like in German, you would say Scheibenkleister instead of Scheiße, for example. I haven't heard that. Scheibenkleister. And it's kind of it just kind of means like window glue i guess is maybe how you would translate it um so it's just kind of like such a random word to say but those are also the ones that i really like in english so like when people say fudge or (laughs) darn darn do you know what darn darn actually means no it's like to fix i don't know the actual definition but what i always think of is it's called a darning ball my grandma has one she never uses it Mm. Okay. Where you put it inside of like a sock to mm-hmm. when you are fixing the a hole in a sock. It's to okay. darn. Interesting. Stopfen. Yeah. Sockenstopfen heißt das auf Deutsch, glaube ich. That's just a stuff, isn't it? I don't know. Ja, aber so, so nennt man das, wenn man eine Socke repariert. Ja, ah, okay, then, yeah. Ja, yeah, stopfen, yep. Aha, uh-huh. exactly, to darn something. Ja. Flicken? Was? <laughs> flicken? Etwas flicken? Flicken, ja. Yeah. Ja, flicken, aha. Uh-huh. I never heard. Yeah, yeah never that heard makes that. sense. Um, and then um, Ben sometimes just like I find that really funny. Maybe also because it's him, and he'll just sometimes say "ah oh, poop" <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying "shit." And I don't know yeah. why, but I just find it so funny. I uh, uh, the other day I was at Stanberger See, um 
at the lake and there were some young German kids walking or like playing around, like quite young, like Mm -hmm. definitely like younger than eight years old. And they were just dropping F-bombs like, like, oh, fuck. Like like, in English. In English. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Uh, We've talked about this before, just how it's more common in Germany for for Germans to use uh, English curse words when when speaking because they don't carry as much weight. But we do it in the U.S. too. Like you'll hear like random Americans say Shiza. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Yep. Yep. And it's kind of mispronounced too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shiza. Even German curse words though are just being used more. Yeah randomly like it's not as big of a deal when you use them kids use them um i've never really thought it was a big deal when parents or teachers Mm -hmm. use it i don't think teachers try to use it but i think i've told the story one time where i was teaching here in the u.s and the kids were like not doing what they were supposed to be doing and one of the kids then somehow messed messed with this like cabinet in the classroom and the door started falling out and I got really upset because I had told her like three times, this is yeah. my last warning. And they were like four to six year olds. So you can only imagine. And this was yeah. Saturday school. So they were not taking it fully seriously. Uh-huh. So it slipped out. I don't remember which word I said. Probably the F word. I probably said, are you kidding me? Probably, I think <laughs> something like that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, but I'm, I just it's still difficult for me to remember that, especially in my in a foreign language, but yeah. just in general to remember that that's not an okay thing to do. And of course, I realized as soon as I said it and they were all like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what happens when you mess with the classroom. <laughs> you destroy property. <laughs> I was like, I'm allowed oh, to say man. it. You're not. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's it, it was just never a big deal. So, like, I would never find it weird. To hear kids, like you said, like say fuck or even German curse words yeah, um, that might sound more serious because it's our our language. I would never be yeah. irritated by that. <laughs> Just a cultural difference for sure. But yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think if I have any. I don't think I have any favorites in English that I can think of right now. Besides what you said, I would agree. It's just funny to hear people say, oh, darn, gosh, darn. Yeah. What are some other ones that people say? Fr- well, okay, fre- freaking instead of. Yeah. The other word. We can, I don't know why I'm not saying it. We can like, we can curse on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a part of me doesn't like to just because like, I don't know. You do whatever you want. It's just, I'm very American still. It's like weird. I've cursed on this podcast so many times. And now I keep saying, you know, the F word. (laughs) Yeah. But like Uh frick, freaking, effing, effing, effing. But what was it? Budging? Fudging. Oh, fudging. I don't mm-hmm. think that's quite as common, but yeah. Uh, what what do people say instead of shit? Is crap. There one? Oh, yeah, crap or poop. Yeah. Or po- yeah, poop. <laughs> but crap, crap is definitely the more common one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one isn't that funny, though. No. I feel like that's it. I, th- I think yeah. if you guys think and think of other um, funny curse words in German and in English, let us know in the YouTube comments. Definitely. Um, I'll also put a Spotify question thing on spotify again so like you can comment on that as well okay Mm. your turn how has the podcast changed your life could you imagine doing other work-related projects together as well how has the podcast changed my life that's such a big question i it's been interesting to see or run into people that actually have 
known me from the podcast that hasn't happened a lot, but just a couple times. And that's like yeah. something that I never would have expected before. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's a life changing event, but it's definitely something that wouldn't have happened without the podcast. I think it's also been really nice to have it as a hobby where like people ask me, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, in my free time, I like to, I'm a hobby podcaster, you know? That's true. Like, it's just I like never a, thought about that. Yeah. I mean, for you, since you do YouTube full time, it's not really, this is a very small project for you and it's still quite a small project in general, but it's, yeah. I mean, for me in your corporate world and everything, everyday life, if you're a podcaster, I mean, nowadays everyone and their brother has a podcast, but <laughs> Um, it's, it's still like a fun little fun fact. So it's been able to, it's been a nice fun fact for me to have. Um, I think also to be able to have our Patreon community is something that I've really, really enjoyed, Mm -hmm. um, and getting to know people throughout Germany and throughout the world, um, that I otherwise would never have gotten to know and interact with. Um, I think is, has been really cool. So yeah, I think in general, that's how it's quote unquote changed my life. Do I think that we could do other projects or work-related projects together? I definitely think we could. Um, I just don't see us doing anything in the near future because you're super busy. I'm super busy. Uh, we don't live in the same city, so it would be have to be some sort of remote thing like this. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I see the see it right now. Um, that I've really enjoyed this and it's been such an enriching aspect for me, uh, for my life. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's how it's changed. And also just being able to like direct people to, um, to, to different topics that we've talked about on the podcast and Mm -hmm. also being able to interview my friends. We've talked about this before, but interview my friends and have conversations with my friends that I wouldn't otherwise have had. Yeah. That's so, true. Yeah, I would say Same those between are kind us, of I think. Things. Yeah, definitely between us. And yeah. we've been able to stay, I think, a lot closer despite my move um, yeah, through this podcast true. as well. Yeah, we're not going to be talking as much probably. I know, we'll have to have more <laughs> more frequent calls or I think our uh, voice messages will get much, much longer. Yeah. Catching to each update other Because usually, yeah, we just catch each other up before we start recording usually yeah. and kind of on the podcast as well. I mean, for me, how has it changed my life? Um Probably not that much because I think that my YouTube channel did most of that, like, life-changing part. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely added a whole other layer of just, like, deeper conversations and exchanging more, like, kind of um, jumping ideas and thoughts Mm -hmm. back and forth a little bit, which I feel like has been an inspiring thing for me to go through. Yeah. Um, Yeah, meeting all these people, getting the comments. I was always very impressed and still am. We're not not done yet. with the podcast community, there's just like yeah. so many people that take so much yeah. time to comment and send emails and DMs and all of that. Um, very thorough messages that we've yeah. gotten and people kind of know more about my life, which is definitely something that took some getting used to at first because on YouTube, I kind of, you know, keep everything pretty focused on the topics. And of course, mm-hmm. I share personal information here and there, but I don't usually talk about what have I been doing the last week. Yeah. I don't usually talk about just my everyday life and things I'm stressed about or upset about or happy mm-hmm. about or vacations and stuff like that. So um, it's probably going to be tough for my family, too, because they get a lot of my information about my yeah. personal life through the podcast. Episodes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in terms of if we could 
work together. We actually have one like dream project that we talked about yes. uh, one time for when I live in Munich in yeah. the future, possibly again. We're not going to tell you guys what it is because you're just going to steal the idea. Exactly. Because uh, it's a brilliant idea and we're going to be very successful with yes, it. Yes, we're going to become uh, multi-billionaires, <laughs> billionaires, the next Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I do actually think that that idea has a lot of potential, but yeah. it would also definitely take a lot of commitment. Yeah. And um, anyway, who knows? Maybe a few years down the road, you'll see us do that. And then you have heard about it here first. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't know what other projects we would be doing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, we're both busy with our own stuff, and um, this was our our big project together. I guess. Yeah, and I think um, I think another question that kind of goes along with this. I'm trying to remember where I saw it was. What was the motivation for starting the podcast? Mm-hmm. Did you see that as well in the question list? Yeah, or something yeah. along those lines. Um, and I think we've talked about it before, but we can at least. Uh, I think it's a f- fun thing to talk about now as well, but. Um, I mean, it all kind of started back when you asked me to be a guest on your YouTube channel and we talked yep. about our bilingual friendship. Yeah. Um, and I remember sitting in my parents' basement and us recording that. It was so much fun. And I think that it, was so long ago. That was during the pandemic. Yeah. It was 2020. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Um, and yeah, and that's when it all kind of started was we yeah. were having a conversation one of our normal conversations that we have and recording it. And then you all really seem to enjoy it. I mean, it was a very successful video on your, yeah. on your YouTube channel. I um, mean, people were just blown away by your German skills. Yeah. To this day, there's still new comments on this video all the time where it's like, that dude is not a German native speaker. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, and people, yeah. And it was from the comments that we yeah. decided to start this because people were commenting why don't you guys do a podcast? Um, yeah, you guys basically planted the idea for us and we said, eh, mm-hmm. why not? This could be fun. Yep. yep, that's true. And then we sat down, we did some planning, thought about a name and all kinds of things and then started that in the fall of 2020. So it's been over two and a half years, yeah. close to three. I think another thing that um, this podcast is has done for me is give me kind of more of an appreciation for what you do with your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, Because before starting this, I had zero understanding of any of the, the technical technicalities that go into Mm -hmm. these type of endeavors. Um, By no means am I anywhere close to any sort of expert nor even a novice at this point. But I mean, there was a period there where I was helping to edit some and learned a lot about the process yeah. Um, and I think that's those are new skills that I've been able to acquire. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would not feel comfortable uh, editing anything professionally. Um, but you probably could, though. Car- yeah, I mean, at this point, I have the basics. Yeah, I yeah. have the basics, and um, like if I were to start some sort of project on my own, I would feel comfortable trying it out and and yeah. doing it. Um, and those are skills that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So I, I, I guess life changing is such a strong statement but it's life enriching for sure there's yeah, skills kind of that dipped your toes in like another industry in a, in a way yeah. that maybe you wouldn't have tried or had any experience with otherwise same goes for interviewing people i think mm-hmm. we've gotten to interview some really cool guests on this for sure um and yeah learning some of those interview skills and it it, it kind of goes also with my profession as as far as sales is concerned and true um yeah, it's just been a very enriching experience. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add on that? I've talked. I feel like I'm talking mm-hmm. a lot. 
No, you're good. Um, people have been complaining for the last two and a half years that I talk too much. So, <laughs> um, nope, nothing to add. Cool. Well, if that's the case, then should we jump to another question? Yes, let's see what we got. Is Austria culturally closer to the U.S.? Liberal gun laws, nationalism, politics, conservatism. That's a deep question. It's a very I'm not going to say that we can answer that fully, but your first impression? I guess the question is close. Is the question is it closer to the U.S. than it is to Germany? I'm assuming it doesn't say that in the question, no. but that's what I'm assuming. Okay. Is Austria closer? If you okay, so if we're doing a comparison. With you have Germany on one side and Austria mm-hmm. uh, and the U.S. on the other, and where does Austria fall in this scale? It's going to be very close to Germany. It will yeah, be, right. Yeah, it will be closer to the U.S. than Germany, though. So if you mm-hmm. if you're looking at both Germany and Austria and how close they are to the U.S., I would put Austria closer to the U.S. than Germany, just because it like is more politically conser- and stuff. Politically, yeah. it is more conservative, um, but I still think it's a European. Uh, country, there are European values that um, Austria has that um, when you when they read news about certain um, things that happen in the U.S., it's like, what? Well, how is this even possible? Yeah, yeah, it's it's still much much closer to Germany, but I think politically speaking, it is more conservative, which then puts it closer to the U.S. Is the way I see it. What about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I honestly like based on personal experience. I my first impression would have been like, I don't really feel a difference there. Now, of course, reading the newspaper and just knowing things about the politics and mm-hmm. certain policies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I probably agree that it might be just a little bit closer to the U.S., yeah. but it's still not similar to the U.S. No. in any way. So most Austrians that I've met in my life, and I've met quite a few, have the same mentality yeah. as us in Bavaria, at least. Yeah. Like I've I've never really noticed, you know, meeting an American in a lot of cases, you notice huge mentality differences, mm-hmm. um, sometimes very unexpected. We've talked about it in terms of politics, in terms of guns, in terms of certain rights, um, in terms of being shocked about the <laughs> speed limits in Germany, something yeah. like that, which Austria also has speed limits. So like mm-hmm. they are also sometimes shocked when they come over to Germany, but they're pretty used to it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I've, I've just never really had that with Austrians where it just felt like we were so vastly different or yeah. had vastly different views on things in life. Yeah, I feel like it's more like uh, it's just like the German-speaking brothers next yeah. door. Yeah. Of course, there are some differences between Germany and Austria. Yeah. For sure. Um, lots of differences. Yeah. But yeah, definitely feels very similar. So question answered i think i'm sure you could write a whole book about this though if you get deeper into the actual politics and and all that kind of stuff and if you're austrian let us know in the comments what you think about it because we are Mm -hmm. an american and a german talking about your country so it would be interesting to know your your perspective that's true which theme parks have you been to? Sorry, I'm just going to go yeah, ahead and pick another one it. because I just saw it. Which theme parks have you been to and were there differences between the European and the U.S. ones? Never been to a European theme park. Ah, okay, damn it. Um, I, am, <laughs> I, wasn't though, sure if you... I am, though, planning on going to Europa Park um, this year. So They just had a fire there I know, I yesterday, that. I think. Yeah. I don't. I haven't read anything about what it was, but it must have been pretty bad. What I saw, I mean, I didn't really just headlines that I saw, but it was. Yeah. I think like a 
technik raum. So like a like a what's the word in English? Don't look at know. me for translations. Like an equipment room, basically, <laughs> that caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like I said, that just is from a headline that I saw. I don't know any details. I saw a video where it was just like extremely dark, crazy oh, yeah? smoke, like smoke clouds coming up. And I think they evacuated 25,000 people. Yeah, I saw that it. as well. Um, so that's a lot. But I think, I'm not even going to say that because I'm not an expert. I was going to say, I think, um, that black clouds go along with electrical fires. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And someone said that they heard, um, like explosions or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, they're back open now, though. So Yeah, so time for you to go. I love Europa Park, so (laughs) um, enjoy it. I guess after that, you can maybe answer the question. I have been to American amusement parks, but I haven't been to, like, the biggest ones. I haven't been to Disney World. Mm, Um, I've been to Universal. Yeah, I've never been to – I've been to Disneyland Paris, but I've never been to any Disney park in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I've been to Universal Studios in L.A. or in California. Um, But not in Florida. Mm-mm. Oh I've wow! I've been to in Florida. I only went to the Discovery Cove Park, yeah. which was like ocean stuff, like yeah. swimming with dolphins and stuff like that. Don't judge me, please. I was gonna say. Was, wait, <laughs> how do you feel about that now? It felt very, very nice there. So, like, mm-hmm. you did not feel like any because I went to SeaWorld the day after, and we hardly yeah. were able to. It was unbearable. We were like, oh my god, like so many dolphins and, and whales in such a small yeah. pool and this other place didn't feel like that at all so it felt really peaceful and mm-hmm. friendly and like they were actually having fun however if you of course read up on that kind of stuff every animal rights person will tell you that that is not the case that they just like yeah. do not enjoy being in cap- captivity yeah captivity yeah so I still have good memories about it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do it again. It's sometimes hard. I've also yeah. um, ridden an elephant when I visited Thailand, mm-hmm. which probably wasn't the most ethical thing to do. Wasn't it an amazing experience? Yes. Like, it was yeah. so cool. The elephant took us, like, down this this riverbed, where, and it was really steep. And the guy that was, like, the, the guide that mm-hmm. was walking next to us, he said, do you see how the elephant is kind of, like, feeling all the rocks with his trunk first? And then he knows mm-hmm. exactly where to step. And it was just, like, such a... It was like a meditative experience yeah. almost with like bonding with like this kind animal and nature. Yeah. But of course, it's known that these kinds of mm. uh, places are not treating the elephants good. And it's obviously not natural for them yeah. to take tourists. Anyway, um, to get back to the <laughs> yeah, parks. <laughs> no, it's, it's such a difficult topic to yeah, talk about. Yeah, for sure. But um, I have then – I've been to a, like a couple other um, amusement parks that I don't remember the name of anymore. It was like when we were on road trips with like my Six family. Flags type stuff? Yeah, I think so. But I don't even remember which state it was in. I just remember one day my brother and I were at the park. My parents didn't go with us. We just stayed at the park all day. It may have been a Six Flags. I don't mm-hmm. remember. And then, of course, I've been to Kings Island here in Cincinnati quite a few times. Yeah. I've never been to Cedar Point. Is that what you haven't? Cedar Point. Mm-mm. You need to go. Um, yeah, I've always, I've just never made it up there. I just always have so, <laughs> it's so like, much to do. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like when I travel, I just don't really travel to Northern Same Ohio. Parts, yeah. um, but but what would you say is the I, big, what are the big differences then? If any? I 
So these little ones, I like German ones way more because I like roller coasters a lot. Mm -hmm. But like King's Island and this other Six Flags that we were at and stuff like that, to me, a lot of the roller coasters for some reason feel too strong. Not in terms mm. of like they're too scary, but the G-force is makes it not fun to me. It's ah, too, okay. They're too there's too much pressure. I don't yeah. know. And uh -huh. I, I don't know if it has to do with the regulations that are different in the two countries. Um, but I've never experienced that at like Europa Park, even at the like super high roller coaster. Um, I just sometimes come out of these ro roller coasters in the U.S. with a headache and mm. I, I don't like that. Um, you mean you don't however, like uh, feeling like you had <laughs> physical trauma after the, <laughs> after the ride? That's not amusing no. to you? <laughs> no. However, Universal Studios, I remember, was amazing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, the, I don't. I don't remember any of those rides being like that. So I feel like it may have just been like the, kind of the smaller parks. Mm. Other than that, I definitely feel like the layout of the parks is a little bit different. Okay. So like the, how the concession stands look and how the food, the restaurants, and all of that, and how the layout is like. At least the parks I've been to in the U.S., you know, you'll still have your little restaurants where you go inside, but it'll be like a cafeteria kind mm -hmm. of style. It'll have your disposable silverware and yeah. just like your American fast food places like you'll have fast food places at the amusement park mm -hmm. um, whereas I feel like at most amusement parks in Germany it'll be places that only exist at the park okay. and unless it's like takeaway food that you eat as you go I don't remember really them having like you know like if it's a restaurant where you sit down it'll have regular silverware mm -hmm. just like the regular cultural differences I feel like yeah. take place at those parks as well makes sense mm, Other than that, other than that, pretty similar, I'd say, like, except that I feel like I like German roller coasters better for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about going potentially to Europa Park here soon so I can see some of the differences. Yeah, maybe we'll still be doing the podcast at the time yeah. and you can you can talk about it or at least you can tell me because I'd be curious. Yeah. I'm really jealous because I haven't been to Europa Park in forever and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue what it's going to be like, but I want to go. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's definitely not comparable to Disney World or anything yeah. like that. So I definitely want to go to the other big parks in Florida. The one time that we went with my dad and my brother, we just didn't really have time to do like a whole week of just amusement parks. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we just did like the dolphin part and then we went to the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to go to Universal in Florida. Yeah, for sure. if you have the chance to go. I really, really yeah. enjoy both of those parks. I'd like to go back. Yeah. Universal in um, California was amazing too. Though. Everyone that. here is always like, oh, you, you need to go to Disneyland Paris. You need to go to Disneyland Paris. I'm like, I've, uh, I feel like I've been to the real thing in, <laughs> in Disney World and yeah. in Florida. So, but it would still be an interesting experience. I've been to Disneyland Paris and I, maybe it's because I never grew up like a big Disney fan. Yeah. I was like maybe 12 at the mm -hmm. time, 13, something like that. So still kind of a kid, I guess. But maybe I was just too grown up to enjoy some of the like Kiddier theme. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, just the, like the theme part to it. Um, I remember there were a couple cool rides. I remember there was an Aerosmith roller coaster that I really okay. liked. It was like one of those roller coasters where it has the explosive start. It doesn't go up and then down, uh -huh. but it has like the it shoots you out. Yeah. And it had speakers in your seat, and you were listening to Aerosmith oh, as cool. the ride started. <laughs> I remember that was really cool. And it was like a really scary um, haunted house. I okay. think that was in Disneyland Paris. My memories are so blurred. I'm such a spoiled kid. I've been to a lot of different parks and stuff. Yeah. But I think it was there, and it was like you were in an elevator 
you didn't know that that was going to happen. Like it almost, I think, seemed like the haunted house hadn't started yet. And uh-huh. you were actually going to be brought down with the elevator to where it starts. Uh-huh, and then okay. suddenly they make this thing where like it seems like the elevator is dropping and uh-huh. it gets dark. And you feel like you're dropping even though you're obviously not. You're in a safe space. But And then it was like, you know, haunted house with people scaring you and stuff That's like cool. that. And I remember I walked out of that and I was so scared for the rest <laughs> of the day. Oh, uh, Yeah. So Other cool. than that, that's the only two things I remember from that place. Other than that, it, w- it wasn't very impressive to me. I never felt yeah. like, oh, like, mom, dad, can we go back there? Mm-hmm. I was always like, can we go back to Europa <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, now I really so, want to go to an amusement park. Yeah. Well, you can soon. Exactly. The first it's, rides that I grew up with was Oktoberfest rides. Yeah. Where you had to pay for every single one separately, yeah. which <laughs> costs a lot of money. But they always had cool rides, especially for kids. Definitely. I mean, I really like Oktoberfest because of the rides. Like, yeah. not just the drinking, but the rides are really fun as well. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. Like, I, I was so excited, even as a kid, every year when Oktoberfest came around, because we would always go at least one time with my dad, and then sometimes with my aunt, and mm-hmm. then sometimes with friends. And... Yeah, it was just the coolest rides. Some of the rides I cannot do anymore now. I don't know how I used to do them. Um, I don't even know if this is still the same ride, but there's this one where it's this really long, like 50 meter high, like arm thingy. And it has this little thing at the end with eight people, I think, sitting mm-hmm. in it or four people sitting in it. I don't maybe I don't know. Maybe you've done it before. And it's like a big like a pe- pendulum. Pendulum. Or? Pendulum. Um, but it goes all the way around. It doesn't just go like back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't and that done it, one, but I know what you're talking about. I used to love that. I would never get in that now. It's way <laughs> too high. <laughs> way too high. And you're only it's only like a few people at the end of this long ass thing. Crazy. That's so cool. Also like the the high um Ketten Carousel. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you I don't call know, like the English? swings. But like they're like the high swings. ones. Yeah, the really high the chain swings, but they go all the way up. I would still do those, but I used to love that as a yeah, kid. And the, the last time I've done it, last time I've done it, um, I still enjoyed it. But every now and then a bad thought came into my head. <laughs> well, it's like, well, if you drop now, you're going to fly all over because you can see the whole Munich skyline yeah. from up there. And then you're like, huh, fun. If my chain now rips, then I'm going to be landing over there by that church. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance is bliss as a child. Uh, yeah. Kind of like just a quick question. It's going to be a yes or no answer probably. But, Faley, have you ever had short hair? I'm um, not fully short, but like shoulder when okay. I was eight. Like a bob. Sh- shoulder length. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never had long hair. <laughs> um, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I still think it's interesting to talk about because we do kind of bash on both countries sometimes. It, it, I don't think we intentionally bash, but it comes across that way. But mm-hmm. what do you admire most about American culture? And then the least, of course. Such a deep question. All right. Let me think about it for a second. Because I have my answers. Then go ahead. Answer first. No, I mean, I was just going to say, as far as what I admire most about American culture, I think is the can-do mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Of course, you'll get Americans that are pessimistic sometimes. But in general... I would say Americans and the American culture tends to be quite optimistic. It's changing maybe slightly when it comes to politics right now because everyone's just fed up with the junk in general of the American political landscape. But generally, people have an optimistic outlook on life, that things will be 
that things will work out that if you work hard you can make make um make a good life for yourself there's just a lot of optimism i would say yeah. um in the us and i think that's a quality that i admire about it um as far as the least i think um is i think sometimes the extreme patriotism that when you uh criticize something about the country you often hear um as a pushback well if you don't like it leave it like um like just because i'm criticizing the us doesn't mean that i don't appreciate it and that i don't yeah. think it's a great country like i want to improve it and that's why i'm criticizing so i think sometimes the blindness towards criticism and um yeah i would say that and the tribalism that often takes place in the political landscape, uh, mm -hmm. I think, is something that I don't like about it. I was also going to say optimism. That was the first mm -hmm. thing that popped in my head in terms of what I like the most. Because that's what I always say about why did I stay here? What what made me so attracted to yeah. American culture and mentality? It was always that. that And the, the non-judgment, I guess. The mm -hmm. mind your own business mentality in a good way. Yeah. Not the like, I don't care about other people. Because that, that would be looking at it in a bad way but the more like if someone else doesn't really hurt me with what they do why who am i to judge yeah however i was gonna say that's what when i was earlier when i said i have to think about it yeah i was thinking about that and i still like that a lot but at the same time i feel like it's also not as present right now in this country yeah. because there's a lot of minding each other's business going on in the country right now yeah. which i don't like of course, it's not everyone. And I feel like in everyday life, you'll still feel very much that, like, mind your own business. Like, people aren't really going to go around and tell each other, oh, you can't jaywalk or, yeah. you know, how they do in Germany sometimes. Yeah. Um, however, politically, as we all know, there's some getting involved in, in, in things that don't concern people. So, yeah, that's, that's what I really liked about the country, though. So it bothers me even more so that yeah. that's kind of... Go going down the drain a little bit right now, At least uh, but I know that as far the as po politics are concerned. Politics, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. My neighbors still won't tell me what yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And what not like to I don't do. think like it they're... really changes. <laughs> I don't think it changes much as far as your daily interactions. But just yeah. knowing that that's a part of the political culture, I can totally understand. Yeah, unless if you are someone that kind yeah. of falls into that, then I think it does affect your everyday life. Because I do definitely. think that people will like come up to you and be like, "Hey, why do you have to? You know, why do you?" Have to wear a rainbow flag. I, yeah. That's offensive. You know, that's whatever. True. I want to get yeah. into politics too much, but I think in my case, at least mm -hmm. in our case, it doesn't affect us too much. Um, what do I like the least? <laughs> See, now, now we're getting back into bashing because it's hard to pick. <laughs> yeah, um, that's already such a mean thing to say. Um, I had something earlier. Now I forgot. Um, what did you say? You healthcare, said the, you said the guns. Is it the? <laughs> Let me just rattle it off. <laughs> Um, oh boy! Lack of okay, social you know support for people. I think it's the hip, hip, hypocrisy. Yeah, I think I would say the hypocrisy that these, like what I just described, that on the one hand these things that I like so much about this country exist. On the other hand, they also very much don't exist in other contexts. Mm. Um, and some of the things that this country is preaching and has been preaching for the last centuries, it's not following those principles in certain aspects so i feel like that's kind of like you have the always the both extremes in this country and it can be exhausting at times definitely and then of course the bread 
<lacht> Zu guter Letzt. I get that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's a pretty good um, summary of, of how we feel about the U.S. Should we answer that for Germany too? Is that unfair that we just only did that for the U.S.? If the Germans wanted to know, they would have asked. No, we can, we can answer it about Germany too. Um, how do I, what do I like most about Germany? I think a lot of the social aspects of mm -hmm. like caring for one another. Um, and yeah, like they're, I'm going to start with the least. I think how cold sometimes Germans can be is my mm -hmm. the thing that I don't like about Germany. It can be hard to become friends with Germans. Yeah. They're not always the most open to new people. Um, very sachlich when it comes to interaction. So very to the point and very, mm -hmm. um, yeah. How would you even say sachlich? Like matter of fact, uh, rather mm -hmm. than kind of like the just chill, like, oh, let's have a nice little conversation. Like, yeah, they um, don't get personal not very per quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. I think that's what I like least. They don't get personal, but the society as a whole sees the value in helping others. So I feel like I really like the strong, I don't want to say strong welfare state that there is here, but just the, the fact that the people see that. I don't want to get better at the expense of other people, but rather mm -hmm. I want to, I want the society as a whole to work that yes, I can better myself, but also we're not leaving people completely in, impoverished. Um, yes, of course you still have people in poverty in Germany, but uh, the fact that the income gap or the social, I don't even know the proper term. Um, wealth gap. Yeah. Wealth gap isn't quite as large here that um, mm. there seems to be, not only a recognition, but also systems in place to help people who are struggling that I don't yeah. see in the U.S. And that's one thing mm -hmm. that I really like about Germany. And also the love of nature, I have to say, that people get out and really take advantage yeah. of the nature that's around them. <laughs> it's harder for me to say it about Germany, I feel like. Um, what do I appreciate the most now that I'm not there anymore? I, I will say the political system, pretty much all of it. Um, yeah. There's very few things, of course, bureaucracy, et cetera. There's, but there's, compared to the U.S., very few things that I have a big problem with. There's mm -hmm. so much to improve, for sure. But the general ideas, I agree with most of it. Mm -hmm. As you said, welfare, um, even the um, the voting system compared to yeah. the U.S., just like, um, I like that a lot more. So basically, the, the country as it's been built I agree with that for the most mm -hmm. part. Now always have the it was always more like the people and the mentality yeah. that annoyed me. <laughs> and now that I haven't lived there in a while, what I appreciate the most is probably the directness and practicality in mm -hmm. a way, even though it can also annoy me at the same time when people yeah. are too practical and make it too complicated. Um or wear only ugly clothes just because they're practical and stuff like that. That's like something typical German in my mind. Yeah. But at the same time, um, and plus, okay, directness, practicality, and reliability. Mm. Yeah, that's three things and yeah. not just one. But for some reason, that all makes this like what I miss in the U.S. when I deal with contractors, when I deal mm -hmm. with um, buying too, certain friends but also just buying certain objects where i feel like why is it like this this makes no sense and then the german comes through and me and i'm like this is impractical why would you design it like this yeah <laughs> um stuff like that and then the things that i like the least um 
the lack of space. It's mm. nobody's fault, though. Like, yeah. it's just how it is, I guess. Um, you can also always move to rural areas and have a lot more space. Yeah. But I'd say that's probably one. And then what I said earlier, what I like about Americans, this is what I dislike about Germans, the kind of judginess. Mm-hmm. The, the judgmental mentality sometimes and the even though and I think it goes along with what you said everyone kind of like is more um, one unit and everyone kind of like moves up together like if we're like we're not leaving anyone behind at least that's the overall goal in a way mm-hmm. but at the same time it also sometimes I feel like comes with expectations of nobody can be different yeah and everyone needs to be like we like everyone else Aus der Reihe tanzen. Exactly. Aus der Reihe tanzen is not seen, nicht so gerne gesehen, is not appreciated a lot. Not by all people, of course. Not all people are like going to go around and judge you for it, but there's going to be a few and they're going to let you know or they're going to let you feel it. And that was always the thing that bugged me so much and that growing up with my personality, and I think a lot of other people don't have that issue at all, but for some reason... I just always felt that on like a subconscious level, mm-hmm. this like yeah. that I always felt like I had to a, a little bit. Um, how do you say? Um, tip tip around? No, um, beat around the bush. Not beat around tip-toe. the bush, but kind of, yeah, tiptoe around certain things and just make sure that I don't say anything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so harsh, but more like I always felt like everything I do might be criticized and judged mm-hmm. without me asking for criticism yeah. because that is something that Germans do. And it always affected me a lot when people just criticized me for whatever I did. So I, was, I felt more restricted, yeah. basically. I didn't feel as comfortable trying new things. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel as comfortable being in public and trying a new sport or something like yeah. that because I felt like, oh, my God, I'm looking so dumb. Everyone is laughing at me and judging me. Mm. And this might 100% be just a me thing. But, still. but I don't have that as much in the U.S. Yeah. I feel a lot more like this minding your own business thing. It gives me f- peace of mind and freedom. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's something that I like here and don't like so much about. Germany. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> there is definitely some truth to that throughout Germany. I think Munich also might be like an extreme example. Yeah, for sure. Um, like the staring is supposedly worse in Munich. And than I also think about just like in the East and also like in Berlin, you get a lot more like alternative scenes and people just doing whatever they want. For um, sure, yeah. Which those those scenes are bigger in, in different cities other than Munich, but I totally get yeah. what you're saying. Um, yeah. It made me think of, uh, I don't know if this happens to you in the US, but sometimes when I walk past people and like you hear snippets of conversations, you're like, oh, they're so German. Like they're so German. <laughs> I was walking today to get some lunch and I walked past, it was like a younger group I don't know, mm-hmm. they were in like in their early 20s and one of them was like, what did she say? Ich glaube, man sollte seine Meinung sagen dürfen. And I was like, to me, that just sounds like so German. Like, well, I like think that's a righteous so, Yeah, like, well, I think, I think that someone should be allowed to say their opinion. And it just, I don't know, it just for me, it made me think, wow, that's super German. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have those type of experiences. Yeah. And I don't know oh, why I even brought that all up. All the time. Yeah, all, I have that all the time where I feel like, wow. Sometimes also just the kind of topics that... Yeah. I end up talking about when I am with Germans where I feel like, wow, this is such an irrelevant. Like, why have we been talking about the weather for the last 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And about what type of um, maybe 
outdoor furniture covering covering we have bought and how much yeah. it cost at Aldi and how it was two cents cheaper at Amazon. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and that was just a made up example. But um, there is examples or conversations yeah, yeah. where I definitely feel that. The funny thing is I always felt that when I still lived in Germany too. Yeah. Like I would always say things like, oh, this is so Deutsch. <laughs> Yeah. Even when being in Germany, even yeah. though I've never lived abroad. And that's also looking back, probably one of the reasons why I was destined to yeah. live abroad, even though I never knew it. And I never thought that I wanted that. I never mentioned anything along those lines ever throughout my life. But I was always annoyed by things that are typical German. <laughs> Should we move on to one last question? Okay, one last question, but shorter one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Does German grammar come naturally to native speakers? Because I need a table. Yes, um, for the most part, it definitely comes natural, just like with all languages that you learn as your native language that you learn growing up naturally. Um, There's definitely still German grammar, parts of German grammar that can be difficult for native speakers to Remember, especially if you grew up with a dialect or something like that, where the dialect just like messes with the standard standard German grammar. Like in the dialect, you just use it wrong, if you want to mm-hmm. say wrong, but you use it differently. And then it's sometimes hard to remember to do it the other way when you actually use standard German. Um, and also when spell, like in terms of spelling sometimes and punctuation, Yeah, um, you can sometimes tell that a native German speaker doesn't always realize why they're saying things the way they're saying or what the difference is between two words that sound the same but they're spelled the same. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that there's a different function behind this word yeah. in the context. If that makes sense, just like in English, some native speakers don't realize what the difference is between there, there, and there. Yeah. <laughs> like the different ways of you, you can spell that word and then they might spell it wrong in a sentence because mm-hmm. they never thought about its function. And that happens a lot with... Zeit in German, for yeah. example, that gets spelt wrong, or das and das, like das with a double S and das with just one S, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So people still struggle with grammar sometimes, but in terms of just having everyday conversations, Germans don't have to think about what the gender of a word is. Yeah. Usually. But I, 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 it maybe comes also somewhat from um, our conversation that we had with Elena recently, because she's a native mm-hmm. speaker, but she didn't mm-hmm. grow up in Germany. Um, so as far as like ending sometimes of, of words, I, I think this is an interesting question, like understanding what was dative, what was accusative, when was it dame, when was it Dane? Um, is that something that you think native Germans ever really struggle with? Or we'll say Germans that grow up in Germany. Of course you have to learn what the cases are, but because things are muddled quite often, do you feel like that makes there's some people that for some reason, because of I think they just grew up speaking a little bit more unclearly, mm-hmm. don't seem to know the difference between einen and einem sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's because they always just say like ein, they just yeah. like mumble it so that they don't realize what the difference is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's more the exception though. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I, think I would agree. Um, like I think most Germans, yeah, they never really have to think about it. It's just natural. Or they just say ein instead of einen. Yeah. Because when you speak fast, there's almost no difference in hearing yeah. it. But of course, when writing it, it's a pretty big difference. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, in English, we we have the same stuff too. Like people say, um, I have I have ran. There are lots of incorrect uses of um, past participles in, yeah. in English too. I would have went. Oh, yeah. People say that. 
I would have gone. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's normal in every uh, in every language. But yeah, that that was a quick ending question. It bugs me whenever Americans, when I see that they don't understand their own language right now, yeah. and when I see it written, like when they write something. The way that they say it, but I, it's not the way that it's supposed to be written. Like, for example, yeah, I was gonna say, when people write should of, like, uh, they, I should have done, should have done, right? That's how yeah. a lot of people write should and then of, oh, yeah. uh-huh. done. No, no, no. That makes no sense. <laughs> no sense grammatically. I don't understand why people would think that that's how you how you write that <laughs> yeah i think it's, it comes down to like you were saying though it's it's pronounced the same when you speak quickly yeah. so people don't even sometimes don't even think um that haven't really spent too much time analyzing the language but no i totally get yeah. that those are the, those there's are my no connection too. i i get i'm a little bit of a grammar nazi in english yeah or um i've also noticed a lot of americans don't seem to know the difference between a part and a part when they spell mm-hmm. it. So a lot of Americans seem to just always spell it together, mm-hmm. even when they're saying, I like I like being a part of a group. Uh, uh-huh. And they'll uh, I'll like being a part as one word of a group. Yeah. Which may also makes no sense for some reason. I've I see that one a lot. I haven't thought about that, but that's a good point. And I think a lot of that probably also came from like autocorrect uh and people typing more. Maybe. Um but no, I would. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, as well. <laughs> I don't know. Those are the things that, like, as a person that lear- has learned the language from scratch with all the yeah. grammar rules, you might notice a lot more than mm-hmm. native speakers ever will. Yeah. So. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Indeed, genau. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, I think, it for this week's episode. Sorry for being emotional at the beginning. I think we got into a little bit more of our normal groove. It end, wasn't emotional at all. Nobody cried. We no made super sappy questions. Oh, I actually teased that one question at the beginning, and Which now we one? didn't answer it about um, if we w- went traveled back in time to the first week oh. of being in our country. Is there anything you would do differently? We'll make oh, that yeah, a last yeah. question because I already teased it in the beginning. That will be mean. Like your first week or two weeks of moving to Munich. Hmm. To be honest, I don't think so. You did everything right? I don't think I did anything wrong. I agree. Like, that's the same. Like, I, I thought about that question and I was like, I think I think I did a good job. So, like, what I liked about what I did was yeah. I followed an advice that someone had given to me before. And, I mean, for me, I was in a, in a lucky situation that I was in this, like, exchange program. So mm-hmm. I was already surrounded by people, so it was a little bit easier anyway. But someone told me that in the first few weeks, it's just a lot, right? Especially if you're yeah. being thrown into a, a study program and all these people and knew, knew everything. You have to learn everything. Mm-hmm. In your case, at least, you can, you knew Germany pretty well already at that point. Yeah. Um, and I knew my coworkers. Me, I, True. Like there was a lot of things that you already knew. For me, I had no clue at yeah. all. I mean, I'd been to the U.S. before, but I had never been to that area. And I, I there was so much I didn't know. Everything yeah. was new. And um, the advice that I followed was no matter how tired you are, just say yes to everything at the beginning in the first few weeks. And I did that even though I didn't want to. I was tired at night and someone asked me, hey, do you want to come out with us to this party? I always said yes. I was like, I'll just go and if I can't anymore I'll just go home it's fine it's better than missing out on the opportunities because at the beginning is when 
all those friendships are being made. Yeah. All these that's when everyone is open minded and inviting you to things and you might not have that opportunity once you say no once. Yeah. And if you don't like the end up don't end up end up liking the people or the activity, then you'll know for next time. Then yeah. at least you know. And yeah, that I think that's the only reason why I had such a good experience because I did say yes to everything yeah. and I ended up meeting a lot of really cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe slightly in hindsight. It was difficult, though, in my case, because it was the middle of the pandemic. It was, yeah. So meeting other people wasn't quite as easy. Uh, I think maybe trying to be a little bit more proactive of getting involved in different organizations to kind of have a mm -hmm. broader base of friends um, maybe would have been something that I would have done slightly different. Um, You're saying that now because now the friends that you do have might yeah, be moving away. Exactly. Like, Damn it. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I, I have amazing friends here. So like, mm -hmm. that's why I say I don't regret it. Um, yeah. It's just now I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would do it differently. It's just uh, something yeah. I thought that I'm having now. But yeah, I've, I feel very happy with about with the way that I experienced my first two, three weeks here. For me, looking back at that, it's so crazy because I remember being on that plane and I was scared. I was mm. so scared because I just flew into this like the next five months. And even though I knew my head, like there's not that much that can go wrong. The yeah. worst thing is that the next five months are going to suck. Yeah. Okay. So what? Then you'll just come back home and it'll be five months that sucks. It's fine. Um, but it was just like I was sitting there and in my mind and like my visual eye, it was all black or you could mm. describe it as a complete blank page but yeah. i remember literally the way that my brain visualized this next like chapter it was black because i knew nothing mm. i knew what the campus looked like yeah and i didn't even know my classes yet i didn't know my roommates that's crazy um i had never seen my the place that i had rented in person i had seen a few very blurry pictures mm -hmm. <laughs> um that's it and I, I just i had no clue who i was gonna meet what my place looked like what my classes were gonna be what I was going to be doing yeah. in three weeks from that point. I just, that was so weird to me. And thinking back to that now, how like then the whole story was written, like day by day, like these pages were filled mm -hmm. with, I think, cool stuff. And I'm, I'm very glad about how everything played out. I just remember that feeling so well. So crazy. It's yeah. Wild. I mean, I had a little bit of that, but like you said, Mine was a little bit more spread out. I remember having that feeling when I went to Erfurt. Um, mm -hmm. Like, okay, three months, I know very, very little. I don't actually think I ever spoke to my roommates before getting there. Um, I was arriving in Frankfurt, and the company had hired some taxi to pick me up in Frankfurt and take me uh, to Erfurt. I didn't know what the person looked like. I knew nothing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get off this plane. I'm going to find this person and I'm going to show up in the city I don't know, live with these people I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to make friends for a three-month period. Um, so I, I, I can really recognize a It's really a situation where you like, you got to trust the process yeah. somehow. But it's it's weird. And of course, like we both went through it and we, we did it. If you ever feel like that and you are about to like cancel something like that because you're so scared, don't do it. No. <laughs> I just saw my cat in, yeah, the, saw in the camera come up the stairs. Um, it'll it'll be fine. Trust the process. But it is a weird feeling. It f I feel like it's like a mental skydiving. Yeah. It's like you just have to take the leap and yeah. just trust it. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy to look back at. But 
It's a great, great, amazing experience. It is. And now we've actually gotten more sentimental to wrap this episode up with. Start sentimental (laughs) and sentimental. Rather than ending with grammar. Exactly. Ending with grammar. And we've actually now lived up to our promise of being all nostalgic and stuff like that. Okay, now Izzy is just like coming here and she wants to play with the microphone. And I think it's a sign. Can you just give me five more minutes to wrap this up? Okay, thank you. All right. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, as I said at the beginning, let us know which topics you want us to cover before this podcast comes to an end. Of course, you can also buy Understanding Train Station merch on feelyfromgermany.com if you are feeling nostalgic too now and you want to get some merch before it's not there anymore. Uh, we have coffee mugs, T-shirts, hoodies. So um, help yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we will be back with... We'll see a surprise episode in two weeks. We'll see what you guys suggest (laughs) or what we come up with 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 what we really still want to do before we're done. Definitely. Thank you guys for uh, listening to us on such a regular basis. We've really enjoyed this and we're looking forward to the next couple episodes as well. So we will talk to you guys in two weeks. (laughs) Tschüss. Ciao.